Reverend Jeremiah Wright, the controversial pastor of Barack Obama, espouses a belief in black liberation theology. Our guest today is Dr. Barry Creamer. We'll spend the next few minutes discussing what effect this theology has made on our culture and our churches, and what is the biblical response. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. We don't have to say the word white. We just have to live in white America, United States of white America. That's not the issue. You're missing the issue. As I was trying to say to you, liberation theology, and I thought Eric Rush uh, had studied at a theological seminary that was conservative. Come to find out, he doesn't know anything more about theology than I know about brain surgery. So well, for him to speak... Here's my point no, to you. No, let me finish. No, here's my point to you. I'm if waiting. you're not going to talk about theology in context, if you're not going to talk about liberation theology that came out of the 60s, systematized black liberation theology that started with Jim Cohn in 1968, and the writings of Cohn, and the writings of Dwight Hopkins, and the writings of womanist theologians, and Asian theologians, and Hispanic theologians. That's enough of that. This is Jerry Johnson Live, and that was an interchange between Reverend Jeremiah Wright and Sean Hannity. Reverend Jeremiah Wright up until recently, was the pastor of Senator Barack Obama for the last 20 years. And you've been listening in the media in the last week or two some very controversial statements made by Pastor Wright. And Pastor Wright is saying there to Sean Hannity, what is behind this, Rhetoric? It is liberation theology. Did you hear him say, Sean, have you read James Cone? Have you read Liberation Theology? If you haven't read Cone, if you haven't read Liberation Theology, you wouldn't understand why I make statements like this. There's a lot of shouting and hollering uh, and clapping and gospel. Uh, and so that what people may uh, think is some unusual anger being expressed is actually just uh, stylistic. All right, now that's actually Senator Barack Obama, and he's saying, look, this is just stylistic. And there might be some anger, or you feel like there's anger, but this is just a matter of black worship style, stylistic. And if you're out there today in an African-American or a predominantly black church, we want you to call in on this, because now we're going to go to one of the sermon soundbites, and I'm going to ask you if Senator Obama is right here about his former pastor, Jeremiah Wright. Is this just 
something that sounds like anger and really is just a matter of style. Here is Jeremiah Wright. I'm still in Bible country. I am still in the text. Jesus was a poor black man who lived in a country and who lived in a culture that was controlled by rich white people. The Romans were rich. The Romans were Italians, which means they were European, which means they were white. And the Romans ran everything in Jesus' country. It just came to me with, with, with within the past few weeks, y'all, why so many folk are hating on Barack Obama. Okay, so that's Reverend Jeremiah Wright. Barack Obama's pastor for the last 20 years. He's in the process of stepping down from that pulpit. But in any case, they're endorsing Obama and also talking about oppression. And he said to Sean Hannity, you can't understand this unless you understand black liberation theology, James Cone. Does that really help their case or does it hurt their case? That's what we're going to talk about this hour. What is the gospel of liberation theology, particularly black liberation theology? And the number is 800-881-9270. If you want to talk about black liberation theology, you have a question about it or a comment about it. We'll also get into the political aspects later on. Uh, what should Barack Obama do? But that the fundamental question today is, what is black liberation theology and does that equal the New Testament gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? With me to talk about it is Dr. Barry Creamer. He's a regular here on Jerry Johnson Live. He teaches philosophy and theology and the humanities at Criswell College. He holds the Ph.D. from the University of Texas at Arlington, graduate also of Baylor University and Criswell College. Dr. Creamer, welcome back. Boy, thanks so much for having me. All right, Dr. Creamer, uh, I want now to go once again to Barack Obama okay. because uh, here is what Barack Obama says about this pastor. All right. I can no more disown him than I can disown the black community. I can no more disown him than I can disown my white grandmother. All right, so Obama says, I can't disown this man. Right. Now, here are a few quotes that I've got, and we're going to play okay. some of them later, but Pastor Wright essentially called on God to curse America. He said, right. God damn America. Right. He said, uh, we got what we deserved on 9-11. Right. He said, the U.S. government created the AIDS virus to kill people of color. Almost incomprehensible, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the U.S. Right. of KKKA, he wow. said. Yeah. So, uh, what is what is black liberation theology. Tell us a little bit about James Cone. Well, there's a problem with uh, any kind of liberation theology at all. In fact, any kind of... Well, here's the deal. People are always uh, making an effort to personalize theology and religion and even the gospel so that they can understand how it really impacts them. And that, that makes sense. That's a normal thing to do. We understand that. But the problem is that you have to be careful not to redefine the gospel when you're understanding how personal it is to you. And so uh, liberation theology, just like when people talk about the social gospel, it's, it, it's not just saying that the gospel has a social impact. The social gospel is the idea that the gospel of salvation, which means your soul becomes cleansed from sin and you have a new relationship with God and you're reconciled in your relationship with him and all of that, when you substitute that for let's have an impact on society – 
then you've replaced the real gospel with a false gospel. Liberation theology is like that, uh, originating before it was ever called liberation theology with people like Martin Luther King Jr., we understand this, uh, and the influence he has in South America, and then that comes back up here through, as you mentioned, James H. Cohn, who's still uh, teaching. He spoke just last year at Harvard University. He's uh, a professor up at Union Seminary and uh, Union Theological Seminary up in New York uh, State. Sort of like Pecani sauce, though. You shouldn't trust things from New York State. Anyway, uh, the point is uh, he develops, uh, actually uses the term liberation theology in terms of black liberation, which means you view your community, you view, you view your identity as part of the community, and then you view your community as being oppressed, and you see the gospel message as a message of deliverance from your oppression within that cultural setting. It's not a matter of having your sins forgiven. It's a matter of being able to escape the economic depression, I mean, the economic repression that you faced, and uh, the political and, uh, and, and other social oppression that you faced. And certainly we understand that people face real oppression, but thinking that the gospel is simply a message of deliverance from oppressive forces within this world is underestimating the significance of the gospel. And, uh, well, we can talk about the problems that come up with it later on, but the fundamental problem is that it redefines the gospel entirely. Redefinition of the gospel. Uh, Jim, I want you to get ready, actually, to play the James Cone soundbite in just a moment, because we're going to hear directly from James Cone from one of his lectures. But let's go now to Charles from Dallas. Charles has called in. Charles, thank you for calling and holding. What's your view, Charles, of this black liberation theology? Well, I, I think it's completely bogus, but my, my comment would be that uh, why, why don't we uh, ask someone like uh, Tony Evans, because this is a man that I highly respect, and see, uh, see what he has to say about it. Hey, thank you so much, Charles. You know, right. uh, for instance, I think when Barack Obama says, look, this is just a matter of style. Right now, that's... I think that doesn't wash because we know Tony Evans. He's right here in the community. That's right. And he's funny and loud, and his people uh, worship in a very expressive way. And But you will never hear Tony Evans talking yeah. this way about the United States or the white community or the black community or redefining the fundamental categories of the gospel. This is a right. redefinition of the gospel. That's right. So here's what I want you to do. Let's listen now to James Cone, the father of black theology, liberation theology. Right. Here's James Cone in a lecture. I know that the cross and the lynching tree are not comfortable subjects to talk about together. Who wants to think about lynched black bodies in church worship? Or when doing a theological reflection on Bonhoeffer's question, who is Jesus Christ for us today? This is exactly what I contend the gospel requires Christians to do, especially preachers and theologians. I claim that no American Christian, white, black, or any other color, can understand correctly the full theological meaning of the American Christ without identifying his image with the re-crucified black body hanging from a lynching tree. All right, wow. so that's James 
Cohn. He's Distinguished <clears throat> Professor of Systematic Theology at Union Seminary. Uh, that was from a 2000 lecture, 2006 lecture at Harvard University. He said you've got to re-image Jesus as a black man. Right. That's essential. And, uh, of course, we heard Jeremiah Wright saying that Jesus was black and crucified by Italians. Right. Now, Dr. Creamer, I've got to ask you this, because one of the truth claims of Christianity is that Jesus Christ lived nearly 2,000 years ago in right. a certain place. He was born of a certain race. Um, he wasn't a black man. He, well, well, he was Jewish. I mean, that's he was Jewish. He wasn't a white man. Yeah. He was Jewish. It's just plain as the nose on our face. I mean, I, you know, when we hear this, I think part of what we miss is uh, when, you know, when, when we hear this on average, we just miss the fact that this is typical of liberal theology. I remember going into a pure white church uh, at Baylor University right off the campus. People would know exactly what church I'm talking about when I say that. Huge church. And the title of the sermon the day I went into the church was uh, How Man Creates God in His Own Image. Mm. That was the title of the sermon. And he wasn't saying it critically. He was saying, we have to learn to see that God is like us, and that's how we create these descriptions of God. And so liberal theology does this typically. They say you have to redefine God in terms of your culture, in terms of your setting. But it just that, I mean, that's horrific for us. We do not want to create God in our own image, and we do not want to pretend that he is like one of the creatures. That's the second commandment. Do not make graven images, because I am not like the, cre- the creature. I am not like the creation. So, we, you know, when we're doing this, it's just a horrific abuse of the general nature of what God has revealed. All right, folks, we're talking about Barack Obama. We're talking about his former pastor, Jeremiah Wright, of 20 years, who has said some very disturbing things about the United States and also about Jesus Christ and about the Christian gospel. And he says, this is black liberation theology. And if we understood it, we would accept what he has to say. Well, what we're doing Mm -hmm. today is looking at this theology. We want your calls. We want your comments. The number is 800-881-9270. Call us, 800-881-9270. If you go to a predominantly black church, we'd especially like to hear from you today because we want to know if you think the New Testament Christian gospel is compatible with Reverend Wright's version of black liberation theology or Cone's version Liberation theology, sin is redefined. Right. It's not the disobedience against God. It's not breaking God's moral law. Sin becomes oppression. It's when people oppress others. It's about you and someone else, not about you and God. Well, what do you think of that? Give us a call. This is Jerry Johnson Live with Dr. Barry Creamer right here at Criswell College. We'll be right back. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. 
Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. All right. There are a lot of folks out there that want Barack Obama to be the next president of the United States. And certainly when you hear him speak, it's very inspirational. It's classy. It's um, it's a soaring rhetoric. But, boy, his pastor, Jeremiah Wright, has certainly uh, whipped up a controversy in the last couple of weeks because he has said some very disturbing <clears throat> things about the United States, uh, about the white community, and also about the black community. And uh, Barack Obama having to backtrack, and uh, Hillary Clinton absolutely silent on this issue uh, until this week. We're going to hear what she has to say in a few minutes, but we've got callers on the line, and uh, we got Paul on the line from Grand Prairie. Paula, what do you think about black liberation theology, Barack Obama? What I personally think about black liberation is, my personal opinion, I think it's garbage, because to me... To hear the pastor speak, he sounds like he has a lot of hate. I hate to use that word personally, but he has a lot of aggression. I don't think that he should put a stamp on God as being black. God is God. Okay, God created us in his own image, not in ours, as you were talking about a while ago. And the problem I have, there's just so much aggression in his voice. He just seems so angry. And, you know, me personally, I don't quite understand where that comes from because I love God no matter what color he is. It doesn't matter to me. Thank you, Paula. Absolutely. Barack Obama, I'm not a big fan of. I just have a lot of issues with him. Uh, I'm more of a Republican just because I believe in, you know, I don't believe in abortion. I don't believe in a lot of things that the Democrats do, but that's just my opinion. Everybody's allowed to have their own. But, you know, whenever I heard this pastor speak on the news and, you know, started getting input about what he was talking about, it totally floored me Mm. that his congregation, I don't know, it just, it amazes me how some people will listen to garbage in, garbage out. Thanks, Paula. We've got to move on. Dr. Barry Creamer is here with us. He teaches theology and ethics, philosophy at Criswell College. Dr. Creamer, your reaction? Oh, well, she's exactly right in her comments. I appreciated what she said. You know, one of the things I would remind us as we're listening is that, you know, this comes from a real source. We understand that. We have to deal with the fact of history, that there's been a lot of exclusion and oppression of the black community in our culture. And, we, you know, it, when we acknowledge that, the question becomes, how do we acknowledge that honestly but not be controlled by it? That's the problem. Uh, it's not a problem for, a, for an adult to acknowledge that they were abused as a child. It's a problem if that abuse then dominates that adult's life, and they can dominate it by denying it or by living under complete control of it in the Viewing future. Viewing all of life through that 
experience becomes a, a distorted view that's, of life. That's exactly right. And I right. think uh, that is one of the great errors of this black liberation theology. we got Norman on the line from Dallas. Norm, thank you for calling. I believe Norm goes to a black church. Norm, what's your view of this? Yes, that, that is true. I, I go to a predominantly black church, and I am a Caucasian male, uh, but I'm also in ministry. And as a minister, it really disturbs me to hear that a fellow brother would use um, something that's such an Old Testament issue, because First Samuel 16, verse, uh, verse 7 says that man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Now, one thing we have to remember is that there is neither Jew nor Greek, bond nor free, male nor female. We are all one in Christ Jesus. And the problem that always happens when we walk in the flesh is we're looking at the flesh instead of walking in the Spirit and being like God. Hey, Norm, we've got to move on, but I, I think yeah. you've hit an important point. And I want to read a sentence, Dr. Kramer, okay. from James Cone. All right. This is the mentor to Jeremiah Wright. Mm-hmm. He says in his book, Black Theology of Liberation, quote, The black theologian must reject any conception of God which stifles black self-determination by picturing God as a God of all peoples. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he, he does view it that way, and he views it that way because he thinks that it's not understanding God as a pure deliverer of the oppressed, and he means by the oppressed someone who's been oppressed in exactly the same way uh, that blacks were oppressed in American culture, and, and we acknowledge that oppression. But I'm telling you, one of the great weaknesses of a lot of theologies is to transform representations of the truth of God. God delivered the Israelites from slavery in Egypt, and, you know, I've been in quite a few black churches. And quite a few times when liberation theology is the theme. The Exodus is the model. That's it. That's exactly right. It's all about the Exodus. And I understand that. Uh, there's nothing wrong with creating that comparison and saying it's wonderful that God delivered us in the same way and that he delivers me personally in the same way from sin and so on. But the, the, the great problem is when you transform that representation of the truth of God into the only expression of the truth of God, and then you limit the nature of what God has done for you to what he did for you in this world, in this life. And that's not what our theology is really about. It's about a God who transcends color and race and barriers, and he didn't just come to save those who were being oppressed by the Roman government. He came to save the Romans who were in the government, too. And they didn't need to become slaves in order to be saved. He came to deliver them as well. That's why Paul is ministering to the people of Caesar's household and even talks about people in Caesar's household apparently having come to Christ uh, when he's writing in the letter to the Philippians. Same gospel preaching to the Jews and the synagogue as right. the Gentiles in Athens. Amen. And that is a repudiation of liberation theology. Yeah. Well, we've got Bob on the line. Bob, thank you so much for calling. What's your view? Uh, yes, Dr. Johnson, I thank you very well. I probably know what my view is, but uh, <laughs> I, see, I see it as a heresy. Mm. Because uh, I saw, I found some stuff by uh, Ron Rhodes on a, from a book that he got, was had he'd written from uh, on the internet where he says uh, Cone says black theology is a religious counterpart of black power. Black theology is a theological arm of black power, and black power is a political arm of black theology. Well, and, Bob, let's um, stop right there because that's enough for us to talk about. Uh, you know, Dr. Creamer, as I understand it, liberal. Liberation theology is a reaction right. to orthodox theology. Right. Uh, liberation theologians, they think that orthodoxy favors capitalism, favors the status quo, right. favors oppression. And they really believe, look, God, the reality of God, this is mystical. 
Right. And you've got to, you can't objectify God with language and doctrines. It's, uh, God is found in the course of human history. <laughs> now, here's my question for you. You're a <sighs> philosopher and okay. a theologian. In this case, has theology really become anthropology? Oh, I, well, that's exactly right. I mean, that's, that, that's saying it exactly correctly. I, I'm really disturbed by the whole—almost everything you just said uh, really disturbs me. Not that you said it, right. but I mean the topics that you brought up. Even the identification of orthodox doctrine with capitalism, as if capitalism is oppressive by its nature. Uh, so th- they have the wrong association. I'm talking about liberation theologians, whatever color they happen to be. It doesn't matter. There's all kinds of liberation theology. They have the wrong conception of a relationship between capitalism and oppression the wrong, wrong sense of a relationship between orthodoxy and capitalism. They've made accidental relationships, and then they've attached them to the essence of what it means to be an orthodox Christian, and then just said, we're going to be whatever that's not. And they define their religion in terms of what they do not want to be, and they have the wrong concept of what they don't want to be. This is Jerry Johnson Live with Dr. Barry Creamer today from Creswell College. We're talking about liberation theology. Do you have a question about liberation theology or a comment? We're going to Kim from Dallas. Kim, thank you for calling. Kim is off the line. Let's go over to Joy. Joy is in Dallas. Joy, what's your view? Yes, uh, my name is Joy. Again, I'm calling from Dallas, Texas. Actually, to start with, um, I was I'm from Africa, and um, I have a question and a contribution. And the question is this. Why is it everybody has not um, come to an understanding that blacks have got issues about separate things, about their religion and their belief that is quite diverse? And that here is a preacher who wants to reach to them, who is ministering to them, who is understanding with them. That's one of the questions. And first of all, I want to say that I agree with what the right says. You know, comparing Jesus as a black, I don't believe Jesus was white or black or green or pink. He is Lord. And um, that's my question and my contribution is that... um, so why would we pick on Jeremiah Wright? Is that yes, the yes? I mean, I mean okay. we're picking on him and leaving okay. the main issue, and we're not moving on with politics. That's why I'm, I'm like, what, what I still don't understand up to this very moment for over two weeks. Sure. Can I address that for just a second? Uh, I, I do want to say, first of all, you know, we're, we're not trying to attack someone who's trying to reach people with the gospel of Christ. The whole point is that we're responsible as messengers of the gospel to also uh, expose those who present themselves as messengers of the gospel but do not present the gospel. And the gospel is not just that we can help you be delivered from your material oppression. The gospel is that Jesus died for our sins, according to the Scripture, that he rose again on the third day, and that he lives now to deliver us from our sins. And our sins are not just the oppression that we face because we're economically deprived or excluded. And so there are plenty of black churches and black preachers, and uh, there are plenty of different denominations uh, of preachers who are presenting the gospel perfectly clearly to the same people without uh, the venom and the hatred and the inflammatory language in the political rhetoric. So. Yeah, you got Pastor Carter here in the city. You've got Tony yeah, Evans fantastic. in the city. People like E.V. Hill and S.M. Lockridge through the years. Great black gospel preachers and who connected with black people. Yeah. Uh, and yes, uh, we're aware of slavery and discrimination and would address that sure. from a biblical worldview. We're not opposed to that today, but this is the redefinition of the gospel. And I think that's what we've got to talk about. Is liberation theology Christianity or is it another gospel? You see, Paul said 
If any man preach another gospel unto you, let him be accursed. Red, yellow, black, or white. The gospel is that Christ died for our sins, was buried, and three days later rose from the grave. And the gospel is primarily a spiritual message about your soul, your spirit, and your sin record standing before a holy God and the cross of Jesus Christ speaks to that reality. But uh, liberation theology would make this about money. It would make it about power. It makes the gospel about oppression. What does that mean for Barack Obama? What does it mean for you? What does Hillary Clinton have to say about Barack Obama's pastor? When we come back, we'll hear. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. All right, I'm in the studio here with Dr. Barry Kramer, who teaches theology and ethics and humanities at Criswell College, and we're talking about Barack Obama's Barack Obama's pastor, Reverend Jeremiah Wright, pastor of over 20 years, in the process of retiring right now. He said some very controversial uh, statements, uh, and they've been in the media for the last two weeks. He says, look, uh, my preacher's just preaching the social gospel, but that's code for liberation theology and James Cohn. We're talking about it. We've asked you to call in. Evelyn has been holding. Evelyn, thank you so much for calling in. What's your view or question on this topic? Um, I believe that um, Barako is in a, a situation where people must uh, understand him. Um, I believe he is not supporting the pastor per se, but um, what must be clear to all of us is that Jesus came to set all humanity free. Yes. He's neither black nor white. Right. There is no one person alive who was directly involved in slavery. Right. And so America must unite and forget about the past and preach Christ. You know, I, I appreciate your saying that, Evelyn, uh, I, I, especially that we have to focus on preaching Christ. We have to focus on sharing the gospel as it really is. That That is important. And I, I don't want to sit here and pretend that we're not going to have to acknowledge what happened in the past and that we're not going to have to recognize the impact that has on today, but allowing it to control uh, us today, and I mean us by the whole society, American society, is just wrong, and and that's the problem. Not acknowledging it, not that it was real, but allowing it to control our identity and where we're going to go from here. That is the problem, and uh, I'm going to say I I recognize that for Obama to say I'm not going to disown my pastor more than my grandmother, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you can say, look, I'm going to love people no matter what, but that doesn't mean I have to say I'm going to agree with them. That's just not going to fly, so appreciate your call. All right, we've got Michael on the line. Thank you for calling, Michael. What's your question or view? Well, I just I just wanted to say that uh, I think it's in Jeremiah twenty three. It talks about patters, uh, pastors who scattered flocks, right? And there's misteaching and everything. But uh, you know, I just it's you know when Jesus Christ hung on that cross. I right. mean, he died for every black man lynched in the it lynched or every slave raped or or whatever happened. He suffered everything. And what they're doing, I believe, is they're robbing the deity from Christ, uh, trying to say that they that 
it's, it's hard to explain. Well, I'll tell you, one of my fundamental disagreements with liberation theology is that it makes an understanding of God too narrow. And I assume that was what you were getting at, because defining him in terms of the creature, like I mentioned before, violates the second commandment. And it just uh, it undermines what we understand of him, not to mention that it undermines our understanding of the gospel and our relationship with other believers. Okay, to remind you, Jeremiah Wright was Barack Obama's pastor for the last 20 years, a mentor. Barack Obama got the title of his book, The Audacity of Hope, from a Wright sermon. And Wright has said on national television, look, this is liberation theology, black theology, James Cone. You've got to know him. You've got to understand him. And uh, then you can understand where I'm coming from. All right, well, I have Cone right here in front of me. Here's a quote from Cone. Listen carefully. Quote, Black theology refuses to accept a God who is not totally identified with the goals of the black community. If God is not for us and against white people, then he is a murderer, and we had better kill him. Right. Uh, well, that's his idea. I mean, that, and that's that's not only a liberal view, but a liberation view, obviously. But what he means by kill God is kill the Orthodox God, kill the white God, and be only left with a black God, because there shouldn't be this oppressive, domineering white God that the white people brought in such and such. It's a very inflammatory, uh, antagonistic language. It, it, you know, it's, it's, del- it's deliberately intended to divide. Lola is on the line, has been holding for a while. Are you still there? Do you have a comment? Yes, I'm, I'm there. I think it's wrong for him to make the comments that he's made. I am an African descent, and I've been an American for a while now. And I think that we as black people need to unite. We are the only race in the whole wild world that don't, they don't, we don't, we don't even stand for each other. We need to move on from the world of slavery rather than going backwards and backwards and backwards. It's ridiculous. We need to move on. We, we are an American. We are just American. And that's what we need to see. We need to go beyond the color. We need to go beyond where your accent is from, where your facial expression is from. We just need to move on and unite as one nation under God. Lola, I, I, I really, Lola, I really appreciate your comments because it makes one of the most important points that I'm trying to make today, which is, uh, I, I wish it was true that that only blacks do not stand together and do not have a unified vision of the world, and so I, every people are divided. I mean, every kind of people, whether you divide them racially or economically or whatever, there are arguments and disagreements among them. But you see, that's the point. We're not unified with people because we have the same race or because we have the same nationality, but when we become citizens of the kingdom of God, when we know Christ. We're identified with people because we're in Christ, and I am just as much a brother of the friends that I have who are members of black churches who know Christ as Savior and who preach the real gospel of Christ as I am the brother of Dr. Johnson right here because we all know Christ in him. That's what ought to be unifying us both in our present state and in our mission of reaching the world for Christ. All right, here's James Cohn again. I read a direct quote. This is so important because Obama's pastor says, this is the theologian that we are following. He says, quote, What we need in divine love is expressed in black power, which is the power of black people to destroy their oppressors here and now by any means at their disposal. Unless God is participating in this holy activity, we must reject his love. Well, you remember all those passages that Paul wrote about destroying the Romans and rising up and killing our oppressors, right? Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> well, we got David on the line from Kaufman. David, thank you for calling. What's your view? Hey, we just want to say three quick things. First of all, I'd like to say that before we are Americans, we've got to be Christians. Yes. 
the way American system is right now. Are you with me? I'm listening. I'm sorry. The way the American system is set up right now is our government. I know Jesus, God, put the government there for us, but what he said about AIDS, how about Agent Orange in Vietnam? It very well could be that the the government did make AIDS. Third, Galatians 3.28. All right, David, that's enough of that. But listen, here's the deal. A government probably made some mistakes with Agent Orange. They probably tried to cover it up. I'm not an expert on that, what little I've read. But to say that the government actually planned and promoted the AIDS virus for racial extermination is irresponsible. It's crazy, and it shows just how distorted uh, someone's mind becomes when they view everything through this oppression lens. It's right. just the mistake. That's right. Now, here's Hillary Clinton, by the way. She's running for president of the United States. She got in her own trouble this week when she claimed to be under sniper fire over in Bosnia, and then they <laughs> showed the video, and their little children walking around, and everybody's standing up. And so I think she finally decided to speak out on this as a distraction <laughs> from her own like it, uh, trouble. But she's speaking about Obama and his pastor. He would not have been my pastor. You know, you don't choose your family, but you choose what church you want to attend. Well, that's enough of that. So it was a really cagey way of talking about this. Right. You get to choose your pastor, even though you don't get to choose your family. Right. And I think we need to remind people right now of some of the language this pastor is using. Here again is Pastor Jeremiah Wright. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God bless America. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent people. All right, so, uh, you know, we believe in just um, letting you hear this for yourself. It's very offensive, but uh, the fact is Barack Obama sat in that church for 20 years. Of course, he says, well, I didn't hear him make these statements. Well, I, I don't believe him. I, I, I don't believe he maybe heard no that way. speech, but but uh, this I understand that Oprah Winfrey attended this church for a while, right. and she left over this kind of rhetoric. Hmm. As what's interesting is the key to Obama's campaign really getting kicked off right. was the Oprah rally effect that she had early on, right, and I right. went elsewhere. Uh, she had the courage to get up and leave. Obama was a street politician in Chicago. He needed to be a part of That's this right. guy's activism and radical theology and radical. So he was willing to listen to this rhetoric to get that sort of street support. And now I think he's uh, paying a price for that. What yeah. do you think? We've got Yukina on the line. What do you think of this sermon? What do you think of this theology? Okay, um, my name is Yuchina. Yuchina. Yes, I'm from Africa. Um, I believe uh, what. Uh, Reverend Wright said was wrong. Um, as a pastor, he wasn't supposed to say that, if you ask me. And um, I don't think it's right to use this as a um, diplomatic ground to uh, attack Obama. You know, this is not right for use this. Uh, what the sorry, what the Reverend what the Reverend said is not right to use it against Obama. He said what he said, and he should be responsible for that, and not Obama. 
All right. Well, let's address that question, Yukina, right. because that's a big one right there. Let me let me make this point this way, Yukina. Uh, this is fair for you to bring this up, but I I, I want to make this clear that the offensive thing about that speech and the reason we were willing to play it on the air uh, because you heard the words and, and and it's something you would never say. I mean, I, I would never say that. I yes. would never expect anyone to say it. Uh, and when people do, I I, I shut them down. I'm not going to listen to them. But the offensive thing is not that it was curse language that he was swearing or or using a uh, vulgar language because what he was saying was God should curse America rather than bless America that's the problem that Barack Obama's not just listening to a sermon he disagreed with a little bit he's listening to a man who is pronouncing a curse on America and asking for God to curse this land because it needs to be judged uh, that's that's the problem that's the fundamental issue All right, when we come back, I'm going to lay out the fundamental tenets again of liberation theology. And I'm going to ask Dr. Creamer to critique that. So we'll do a little role play when we come back. We've got another caller or two on the line. This is Jerry Johnson Live with Dr. Barry Creamer here at Criswell College. We'll be right back. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. We bombed Hiroshima, we bombed Nagasaki, and we nuked far more than the thousands in New York and the Pentagon, and we never batted an eye. We have supported state terrorism against the Palestinians and black South Africans, and now we are indignant. Because the stuff we have done overseas is now brought right back into our own front yards. America's chickens are coming home to roost. Okay, that's Pastor Jeremiah Wright, retiring pastor of the Trinity United Church of Christ, where Barack Obama has attended for the past 20 years. He's called uh, Wright a mentor of his through the years. Uh, right, playing uh, an early role in the campaign on a key committee. Um, and, of course, now Barack Obama is dealing with the bad publicity of his pastor's own theology and politics. What do you think of this? We've got uh, Dr. Barry Kramer here with us in the studio. We've got three callers. Let's hit those callers real quick. Mike on the line, thank you for holding. What's your response, Mike? Well, first off, I'd like to say that I'm so thankful that I've been saved by the mercy of God and Amen. through His providence. I just happen to be born in America, and I'm thankful for that. 
But I know right now that Satan's just laughing his butt off because there's two scariest the two scariest words in the Bible are many and few, and everybody's got their eyes on everything but the cross, and he's just loving it right now. And I just hope that that through all this that that uh, people would open their eyes and, and realize it's all about Jesus Christ and, and that he came and died to save us and that he's our only hope and not he's not a black Jesus, not a white Jesus, but he's our Redeemer and Lord. Hey, thanks, Mike, for that thought. You, what you need to know, what you just said, is an absolute heresy to a liberation theologian. That is not the gospel according to liberation theology, but it is the gospel of the New Testament. Tyler is on the line. Tyler, thank you so much. What's your view? Hi, Dr. Johnson, Dr. Kramer. Um, the gentleman that called before the break, and then, of course, uh, this gentleman joined to say that the United States government has created AIDS. You would think that you would use just your logical reasoning and truth and look at how AIDS is spread. And it's not an, as much as a creation of man as an indictment against people having elastic sex outside of marriage. Or and using so, or using uh, drugs. Thanks so much, Tyler. Exactly. Uh, Dr. Kramer, your response to that? Well, uh, you know, we do acknowledge there, the government has done horrendous things, like you mentioned, but also uh, the Tuskegee experiment. And that's yes. what I think that's what they appeal to when they think of this, that we just let a disease run rampant, that we created a disease and then let it run rampant based on what we expected to be the bad behavior of a people that we disdain to begin with. Uh, it's true the Tuskegee experiment was awful. We've apologized for that. We've done everything we can to make reparations for it. Just recently, in the last 15 years, we've made those reparations. Uh, but, you know, saying the government came up with AIDS is really just absurd. And you need to know this, folks. If you look at the research since the 80s, the U.S. government has spent yeah. many, many more times <laughs> uh, the money to uh, do research on AIDS and to try to find a cure for AIDS than for cancer. Yeah. It's very interesting that we really have gone all out to try to cure AIDS. That's right. Uh, more so even than cancer. Keith on the line holding. Keith, thank you for that call. Yes, I have a problem with uh, Mr. Obama. He wants to be a uniter, yet when I've heard this rhetoric going on here, which is totally against the Word of God, it goes opposite of it. I, and I've been into churches where I did not agree with what was being said or done, and I've always gotten up and left and went somewhere else. Uh, if I stay in a church, it's because I agree with what I'm hearing. And I believe that Mr. Obama spent 20-some-odd years. Therefore, in my heart, I felt that he had to agree with what he was hearing. Well, thank you, Keith, for that comment. No, the fact is this. Uh, he said uh, that he, he canceled Reverend Wright from his announcement speech. He was set to, to be with him for his original announcement. At the last hour, he canceled right. him. He said, because some of your statements can be pretty harsh. <laughs> so that indicated he knew how this guy felt and talked about certain issues. Elsewhere, That's Obama right. said he preaches a social gospel. Now, what he means by that is is liberation theology. It's not the New Testament gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, let's back up for just a moment and uh, set the table because we we want to make sure you understand what is liberation theology and what is the biblical theology of the Bible. Let's go, Jim, to this cut once again of Jeremiah Wright saying this is about black liberation theology and James Cone. If you're not going to talk about liberation theology that came out of the 60s, systematized black liberation theology that started with Jim Cohn in 1968. Reverend. And the writings of Cohn. All right, that's enough of that. Uh, here, Dr. Kramer, it's right. a point. Liberation theology says, look, sin is oppressing weak people. Right. Uh, liberation theology says 
uh, sin is also accepting that oppression. That's right. It also says that salvation is liberation from that oppression. It says that Jesus was a black person or a poor person or a Hispanic person or a minority. Liberation theology says the kingdom of God is when we have liberation, uh, material and physical liberation from these kinds of oppression. Repentance under liberation theology is when the oppressor quits oppressing. Hell is living in this oppression. Heaven is the final deliverance from this oppression. As a theologian, as a New Testament Christian, is that the gospel? Well, of course, it's not sufficient to explain what the gospel is. And, you know, listen, I can come to Christ, and he changes my life, and he changes my life in such a way that even if I'm still in prison, I have been delivered. That's what Paul declares in chapter 4. I've learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. That's not a statement that he's, he's okay if he's eaten a lot or not had enough to eat. That's a statement that whether he experiences the deliverance that we're looking for in this world or not, he can be content because he's in Christ and he's satisfied with Christ. So trying to rephrase it into material deliverance is not just a different form of the gospel. It is a false gospel. It is undermining the truth that really is in the New Testament. Mm. Well, once again, we want to acknowledge that uh, our American situation today, uh, we did not arrive here from a vacuum, in a vacuum, and uh, one of the great flaws of this country early on is that it was built upon the backs of slaves brought over from Africa, black folks, and this chattel slavery was sin, it was uh, systemic, it was institutionalized, the government was complicit, it was an evil, and we reaped a bitter harvest in the Civil War. That's right. Uh, having to straighten this out, and we're still reaping, I think, That's right. a bitter harvest, uh, because uh, even this kind of rhetoric, you know, there are a lot of scars, but it doesn't legitimize this heretical theology. Martin Luther King, uh, even though he had maybe other mistakes, he said, "Look, I'm looking for America where people are judged by the content of their character." Right not the color of their skin. It got that part right, and that was that uh, the New Testament gospel is not about the color of your skin. It's not about trying to make Jesus black. Jesus was the Messiah, the Jewish Messiah, who died on the cross for our sins and rose again. That's right. And the main purpose was to forgive us of our sin, to get us into God's family, to get us into God's kingdom, and... um, That's the good news. Dr. Kramer, thank you for being with us today. Thanks so much for having me. It was a great time to be here. These are the kinds of discussions we have at Criswell College. You ought to check it out. This is Jerry Johnson Live. Dr. Kramer here with me. Yesterday, I interviewed the chief of the Apache Nation. You're going to hear that tomorrow. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.